For 40 years, I've walked the line between worlds and am well-versed in death. But I want to have faith in humans. Give me something to believe in. Earth below me, sky above me, fire within me. Brought to you by UPRN Network. I'm Trish Mo, and this is The Missing Piece. Good evening, New Orleans. Um, I'm I'm your host, Trish. I hope everyone can hear me. Actually, I can't. I can't hear myself. But um, I'm your host, Trish. This is the missing piece. It is Monday, uh, November 28th, and we are broadcasting live from New Orleans, 105.3 FM, and um, United Public Radio Network, as well as numerous other Facebook. Um, channels across the board, um, Parapost Network, uh, News on the Flip Side, all of those are as well. And you can join the chat room on, on Facebook or YouTube. Just make sure if you do it on Facebook, then uh, that you give Grant StreamYard permission. And I changed my, I changed my back. It looks like, it literally looks like uh, my light bulb went out behind me and it looks like the sun actually because all I had, I had this, uh, one of those flame lights. Uh, anyways, so I hope everyone had a great, a great Thanksgiving. Um, I did. I spent it with family and I did not venture out on Black Friday. Uh, I think, I think all of you are crazy that do that. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but it was it was overall good it, it was you know i have been um a little bit sick lately so that um that sucks but it's that time of year that, that you know everybody everything's going around so um i also before i forget i want to um thank carnation for sponsoring my show and thank you all for being here and listening and supporting us so um i hope it, so I, I want to ask if everyone, like with diet plans, you know, I always get anxious around, the, well, I get anxious around Halloween because, of course, that's the, you know, that's like New Year for the witches. And uh, so I try to start, you know, if you're wondering why we're always on top of our resolutions by January, it's because our New Year's is actually in October. So, so there is that. Uh, but I've been slacking on it. But I always have anxiety around the holidays because, um, oh, well, aside from all the good food and everything, you know, and exercise and, and so much going on that, um, it's easy to fall off the, you know, the self-care routines and things like that. I actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's why people get sick, come to think of it, because it doesn't matter if you live in, you, you know, the Bahamas for that matter, or on some island where it's warm, I think it just, um, it's like the year coming to an end, you know, and, and with that energy, um, I think of the 12 months, like, like I do the hours in a day, you know, that that's why they say like millionaires and geniuses wake up at four o'clock in the morning or four 30 in the morning. Um, because if you're thinking of the planet and, and planets, I guess, including, you know, the sun, moon, all the planets, earth, um, and being on a 
a time cycle, which I mean, timing is, is fluid, but, but for the human mind to comprehend this, if you think of it as, uh, you know, like in Cinderella when she turns into a pumpkin by midnight. So um, I think that's like the cartoon version. Don't, don't quote me on that one. <laughs> so I'm going to have somebody write in and be like, Wait. she doesn't turn into a pumpkin. That's her carriage, Trisha. I know, I know. Um, but, but if you think of time in that manner, so 12 a.m. is the start of a new day, correct? Um, at, at least in, in, in the United States, in our time. If you're going by military time, of course, um, that's a different story. But um, 12 a.m., so you start at 12 a.m., that's the beginning of the day, and you go through, well, basically 11 p.m., but 12 midnight, right? Um, so at the beginning, you're you're refreshed you have all that energy you just slept your brain is at its max capacity between i would say 3 30 and like 5 in the morning 5 a.m that's why that's when you have some of your your most productive um thoughts and and work you know as far as intellectually, because it's it's the beginning of your energetic day. And then if you, yes, yes, I don't know who's commenting, by the way, it just says Facebook user, unless you allow um, grant StreamYard access. I know it's stupid. They just started doing that a few months ago. But um, that's, that, that's right, like, um, so, exercise, that's another thing, you know, as a trainer, I always, I always met people at the gym and, um, really early and and that's a good thing to do as well because your body is also um, has more energy at that time um, I personally prefer you know I have insomnia so a lot of times for myself I don't always work out until very late at night so it, it just depends I always change my schedule but um, but if you if you add a lot of those things diet that's why breakfast is the most important um, you know, it keeps you energized throughout the day. So if you add, if you exercise in the morning and you do your most intellectual work in the morning, you read, you do something creative, something to enhance your brain or something, you know, with your business or job or whatever you do, and you exercise sometimes like, like I consider exercise almost like meditation. So if I'm running or on a treadmill or something or, or lifting weights or whatever I'm doing, I'm also having all of these very creative thoughts and, and, um, you know, my mind's just going because, uh, well, I have ADHD too. So I, it really calms my mind when my hands and, and, and body is also moving. So I oftentimes take a, you know, I, well, I always do. I always take, um, nowadays, a small notebook to the gym with me. Um, but if you consider all of that and the energy of the earth and day and daylight, then it's also losing energy by the end of the day because it's at the, the end of that cycle. So so I can, I, I think it's, you know, it's the same with, with the months, I assume, because we're, we're coming up on, on December, which is the 12th month of the year. And we've already gone through almost all, well, at least Kansas has four seasons. Um, we've already gone through almost all, all the seasons. We've already cycled through all of these things. And we're coming up upon 
the end of the year. So I think there's a lot of chaotic energy in um, during this part of the year. And, and that's why people start getting sick. People start getting, you know, there's so many other things. Like you start worrying about like, if you have business taxes and, and like, if you celebrate Christmas or, or even Yule or, or anything like that. Um, and, and it's just stressful. So <laughs> this all is actually relevant, especially like it looking like the sun's behind my head. Um, as far as what I'm going to talk about tonight. So I know everyone thinks of holograms and astral travel and, um, lasers and everything like that as something that you only see in the movies, something that has been a conspiracy theory for a very long time. It's something that has been talked about in science, um, in the science network and science world for many years. Uh, but I had never actually dived more into the, the government research projects on something like astral travel or holograms or anything like that until recently. Um, and so I kind of wanted to discuss that tonight. And you can find any of this information, by the way, at CIA.gov, and it's under the Freedom of Information Act. Um, they're declassified documents. I know, I know. Go use a public computer if you're afraid to be trapped. <laughs> so, um, and if you all want to, you know, feel free by all means in the chat room to give me your, your opinion on this, on holograms. If you think they, if you think this entire world is a projection, a holographic, um, image, I guess, or what, what your theory is on that, um, put that in the chat room as well as, um, or I guess what you believe in, in the matter, because it's interesting. I know for the longest time, I absolutely, with UFOs, I absolutely believed in, in the concept of holograms because, uh, because I've seen it firsthand. I've experienced that. You know, I, I started, it started with me being, well, aside from me being abducted and stuff, it started with me being a, a photographer. And a lot of times with modern digital, which is why I like to use old school cameras, and I do, you know, I, I do collect antique cameras, but digital cameras, or even on your phone, one time I was taking pictures uh, of an air show, and a lot of the more modern, um, you know, fighter planes and things like that wouldn't show up on my camera. And I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> And even, you know, I would, be, I would be taking a picture of the sunset or or something of that matter, and there would be a jet going through, and it wouldn't show up. So that's when it made me start thinking, okay, on, on digital, um, on electronics, if these things aren't showing up, how easy would it be to, you know, especially, I, I think of these things as a hypnotherapist, how easy would it be to... Um, to kind of manipulate it's, it's like magic you know manipulate our minds into thinking something is or isn't there so uh oh i got an angry from someone 
Um, but these technologies aren't mentioned, aren't secret at all. Oh, wait a minute. And there are more than those mentioned, but I still have doubt that we live in a simulation. I'm I'm torn on that, you know. I'm only because of um, that's the thing. These technologies have been around. They've been testing the. Well, they've probably been around much, much longer than humans have had access to them. But probably since you know the beginning of time, technically, because because of the energy. But as far as um, you know, being a medium and such, my opinions of the simulation theory uh, kind of go back and forth because I've studied the the Mayan prophecies and the belief system that the world ended in 2012 and none of us knew it. And, and, and I've talked about this a lot to people, you know, with the theory that if we all died at the same time back in 2012, would any of us know that we're dead? And then one of my guests, uh, oh, it was Quinn Stone. He was talking about the um, the flash theory, like like when a star burns out or a planet, um, it still takes a while for that to catch up to, you know, you're kind of living, it, the energy it puts off is kind of re, a residual energy of, the living planet or the star. So it's an interesting thing, you know, what if we're just the residual energy of what what we used to be? Laser light, yes. So that's another one um, that actually, laser light doesn't exist in natrium, it's an invention. So, the green laser um, project, actually, this was from April 8th of 1965. Again, you can look this up. I, I'm sure it gave me permission to present these as a file uh, online. However, um, once I tried to, it, it blocked that. So you can look them up yourself, CIA.gov. It's the Freedom of Information Act. But this is the green laser. So this was from April 8th, 1965. Um, and, and it blanks out, you know, of course, the people that were involved, sometimes the countries, whatever. But it says, blank has succeeded in making argon lays and produce a coherent beam in the blue-green spectral region. Several others have also succeeded succeeded such as blank blank but their devi devices are not on the market blank is located in the blank blank <laughs> across the street from they specialize in large high voltage installations for high power electronics and employ about 130 people um, i started working on lasers for them several years ago when blank joined the company last year they formed a subsidiary company called blank for the laser work. They have about 10 people. Uh, they produce both CW and pulse la lasers covering wavelengths from 3511 angstroms, ultraviolet through green, yellow, orange, and red, on into the infrared to 12 or 12,066 angstroms or further. They have certain basic la laser designs with interchangeable mirrors and plasma tubes. 
various combinations of mirrors and plasma tubes will produce various colors and combinations of spectral lines. Um, the model 3355 blue-green argon laser appears to be the most applicable. It is a pulse laser with three microsecond pulses at 120 pulses per second. And it can be driven faster if desired. It produces six spectral lines simultaneously. That's that's amazing. That's that's amazing um, technology, especially from 1965. So if you think this is new, this absolutely is not a modern. I mean, this has been around for a long time. They've been testing it for a long time. However, obviously, the a lot of these weren't. Um, they weren't allowed to be to be released to in the Freedom of Information Act until more recent years. Yes, and I also um, so so they. I don't know a lot about it, but lasers are being used to perform surgery and such now as well. I know they they do it on animals quite often. Um, and and I mean that's not a new concept, but I guess it could be, you know, they they also they do like cosmetics work and stuff on on humans. Um, but it's it's it an intensely powerful instrument. I mean, and throughout the years, there's there's been so many movies that have have joked about the concept and you know everybody thinks of Austin Powers. Uh, <laughs> as as you know the laser the laser <laughs> so that um a lot of those sayings but but you go back and you watch these movies and i've never even seen i know i know i'm probably going to lose listeners for this but i've never seen um star wars or star trek or any of those things but but i do know because a lot of listeners um tell me that a lot of stuff i talk about is is a concept on those shows I, and um so somebody had to come up with those shows you know so so obviously the the knowledge of it has been known for a very long time um now the thing about this green laser project um they they talk about using it for hologram work but they couldn't back then i think they're having a hard time controlling the phase um and and it says i suspect whoever whoever wrote this report said i suspect the phase sensitivity of the laser and larger is similar to that of a hologram uh spectral sidebands due to the doppler spread and spectral shifts due to vibration of the plasma tube are candidates for suspicion in the coherence and phasing problem so they were also um you know the right the author of this report uh was working with stanford university who had purchased a cw argon laser in january of 1965 and they had a lot of graduate students um conducting their experiments so um and they, it said they, they had a lot of trouble with the lasers, but they mostly attributed that to their own setups. They have about 20 hours on the tube and expect it to go any time. 
a plasma tube runs about and it said blank. It, it didn't disclose that. So, but it would be interesting to see, um, you know, there's more UV pulse lasers and you can probably buy a variety of laser instruments at Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, Oh, that's that's right. I didn't think about architecture, you know, for the for the measurements and and length instruments. Um, and then, of course, so as a um, trainer and and nutritionist and and everything, as well as in my own healing from Lyme disease and everything else, I started different light spectrums are very healing in themselves, not on the um, you know, like, like blue light there, there's actually a different blue light than what comes off of your computer screens and phones. There's, there's blue light therapy they use for, you can use it for your face. You can use it. Um, you can use, uh, red light therapy is, is very good for inflammation, muscle repair, collagen and increasing collagen, things like that. And then there's, there's so many other, there's, but you have to use specific spectrums of it, specific frequencies because you know it's not something that you can just go out and get like a christmas tree light bulb or something you know what i mean it's a very um it's a very high-tech technology and, and they do have things like that available i just bought um like the face mask thing uh recently and it's very affordable i'm <laughs> I'm a Cherokee, but thank you. Yes, I don't know why I never got, I, I was probably, because when Star Trek and, and those shows, you know, my mom used to watch those things back in the, when I was younger in the early 80s. And now in hindsight, since I was being abducted all the time, I was, I was kind of triggered by anything that had to do with um, like airplanes or spaceships or, you know, extraterrestrials back then. Thanks, thanks, Augie. Huh. Yeah, so so it's um aside from the green laser though, I got into more of this, and you all need to go check out uh, Russia's involvement in uh, doing using different different effects. I, I couldn't, it's it's a very, very long report. I mean, very long. And parts of it are translated, obviously, in Russian. And, uh, and I I don't currently speak Russian, but Russian. But um, it's very interesting. The the scientific reports they have that are that are now in the Freedom of Information Act regarding holograms and the giant uh, you know, space microscope and Mars, actually. Um, it's very interesting to to read about that because, as you all know, most things I do, I'm one of those people that has to see it to believe it, which is which is odd since I'm also a medium. But believe me, I've done scientific research or historical research on anything. I don't even believe ghosts. I mean, until I, it's like so so my method of investigation into anything like this because this was a channeled uh 
concept or 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 thoughts put out in the world today actually well not today it's it's been for a few weeks um i'll get words messages whatever um but then i go and i'm like what and then i never believe the first thing i i see or read or or whatever about or study um and then i have to study other concepts of course and to kind <laughs> Y'all should see, I should write like science journals because you all would be like, oh my God, <laughs> no wonder she never sleeps. Um, but it's an interesting thing because they have a very long report. I mean, this came out like it was authorized for release in at the end of October, 2022. So just recently just recently and i guarantee like everything else again i said i i get a lot of this information from well probably from extraterrestrials for that matter someone because um usually it happens that i put something out randomly but i'm not very organized or you know i don't have a the proper title for such uh scientific research i suppose um I should do that. I should go back and get my doc. Well, I'm working on that, but I should go back and get my doctorate just so I can, you know, put that stamp on it. But a lot of times after I write something or after I put something out on, on one of my shows, um, of course, like a month or two later, it'll show up on all these like history, any, whatever, you know, other channels, Gaia. Um, so Another thing with the, you can't just read, when you go on that website, I mean, it's pretty e easy to navigate and you can search for any project you you want to um, look up, but um, make sure you click on the attachment because for every report, there's, you know, there's this big body of text below it when you search for it. And it tells you the document type, the collection, um, its release date, things like that, you'll be amazed at when some of these things were released to the public and you'll be like, well, how did nobody know about this? Um, how, how did we not hear about this, you know, through the media or whatever? Well, obviously there's reasons because many of these were published. So, so the research was done in the 60s. They were published in the 80s and then we just found it, you know they were created online and like from anywhere from just recently to to like 2015 16 things like that so um i fear that someone succeeds in building a gamma ray laser that would be a terrible weapon it could destroy buildings and shoot down airplanes and satellites exactly as seen in sci-fi movies I, i'm i mean you know, not scare people, of course, and, and, um, but that's probably been a thing for a really long time. Like I said, back in, you know, so Austin Powers was set in what, uh, 70s, I think, like the, it was retro, it was like the hippie era. So, so that's probably when, when that came out and whoever made the movie, that was kind of a, you know, little hint to that. So, one of um, a lot of these, which is interesting. So I, I took a picture. The, the, this is how I channel, right? This information that comes out. 
I took a picture. I was wearing a, and I tried to load that too tonight, but it, it wouldn't. I took a picture of me wearing, I have this Marilyn Monroe shirt um, that I wore to the, the gym and, and it has um, Marilyn Monroe's face with a mask over it. Like a, you know, like everybody wore during COVID. Um, and then it has some kanji on the side and um, cherry blossoms. And I took that next to a Marilyn Monroe um, uh, piece, like art portrait that I have, I had in my house. And, and I thought that was funny because the same day when I started researching this, um, all of this, this research on the gate, it's called the Gateway Program, um, came from the Monroe Institute um, of Applied Sciences. And Gateway, uh, this is why I go back and forth on the, the stimulation thing, because there's quite a few very, very active um, UFO uh, areas, I guess, or, or even paranormal, um, ghosts, spirit places, things like that, where I've been, before I ever knew anything about a gateway or a gateway project or portals or anything else, and every single one I have ever been to, there's something there that says gateway, and then there's also something there that's Yes, I know. You could say, oh, that's just a coincidence, Trish, because there's streets named the same thing. There's there's places named the same thing all over the world. And but this is specifically at these places that have so much activity. So it makes you wonder. 1960s swinging London. OK. That's relevant also because. <laughs> Because um, I was making a lot of digital art, like retro art for my um, for my store, for my online store. And I I had a shirt on with uh, with pineapple with the pineapple on with pineapples on it. I didn't know. I mean, I like pineapples and uh, I didn't know that. And I have nothing against swingers. I mean, you do you like there. But I didn't know that that was a symbol for it, for, for the swinging community. So that's, that's interesting. Um, and that's probably why every time I, I wear, I have a dress too with pineapples all over it. Um, <laughs> people approach me. It's so funny. Um, but back to you, gosh, a squirrel. Uh, so every one of these places has something in regards to uh, Monroe um, or or Gateway and St. Louis. St. Louis, for instance. This is funny because the CIA, when you search for that, um, the CIA actually has a postcard uh, from probably from. Um, I think it said like the 60s or 70s um, that said that says, you know, gateway to the West, which is what it's always been called. The big arch is called the gateway to the West. But I found that interesting that that's on this, like that's a hint, you know, like that's on the CIA site, right? 
right in the middle of all of these other reports. And it's just a postcard. It's a retro postcard, like vintage. Um, so, so that's interesting. And, and everyone knows that St. Louis, we're, we're on the, we're literally on the, uh, the UFO highway here, um, as far as ley lines and things like that. So, uh oh, here I have, I have a spammer in the chat room. Okay. Um, so this communication from the Monroe Institute, it, it states that the gate, gateway, this program, so I, it's very hard to assume if it's just, if it's just like an exercise of theirs or if it's a process or, but at some different points, it makes it sound almost like artificial intelligence. And I, I suppose it could be all of, all of the above. Um, but it says gateways dedicated to the development and exploration of human consciousness. It's a system of exercises designed to aid the individual in the improvement of his own consciousness so that he may know and understand better his higher self, that he may learn and experience profound areas of expanded awareness, achieve and willfully control his physical body and out of body state, communicate with and visit other energy structures and realities. Yes. This is on the CIA. I, I know some people, you know, to me and, and most people on this network probably who already like we live in this in this. That is our reality um, to, to some people. It's not, you know, we, they're still living in the very much the, the 3D where this wasn't hasn't been a concept ever in their lives. Um, so that's that's important to to note. I know I know older generations, you know, who are obviously not as uh, spiritually awakened and and more uh, very set in their ways as far as science and religion and everything else. Um, they might not have that there or or even have ever ever fathomed this concept. So um, this. Uh, Originally, the M5000 research project, um, which is the, the present gateway program, is a result of over 3,000 test exercises involving 1,932 participants conducted by the Institute over the past 10 years. Now, this was released in December of 98, December 4th of 98, which is interesting that I look this up now because it's coming up. <laughs> It was the document wasn't created obviously until 2016. So, um, reports from the participants themselves. Sorry about that. I got kicked off, of course. Every every time I'm I'm talking about something I should and I get kicked off. <laughs> I get kicked off the air. <laughs> so that was a short short interlude. Uh let's see. Except for the movies were set in the 90s. 
except for the spy who shagged me and Austin Powers and Goldmember, where he travels in time. Yeah, so so all of those, I mean, obviously. So just in case, if you're still in the chat room, what is your, so what about the theory that someone else is controlling our reality and the reality we live in is just a giant movie? Because there is, you know, there's also that, which which would technically be a simulation, I guess. But but if it were a simulation, why would they um, release these documents to us just to mess with us? Like, let's see what they do. Let's see what the Sims do when they <laughs> when we tell them the truth. But what I found, I guess I should say that um, it, it doesn't matter. It, whether you're you're talking about science or health or it, it could be anything the weather gardening i don't care what it is um if someone isn't ready to accept that concept then there's nothing you can do to to persuade them differently so i think especially in in government things and and with the world and everything nowadays most come right out and and it's like right there in front of you and it's something that's been in front like right under our nose all along and people fail to see it and that's why they do it it's because it, it like it doesn't matter people aren't going to believe them anyway so they might as well tell the truth you know what i mean um partially why it's the same with with people coming forward now um influencers and and people a lot of people um experiencers um people who believe in in spirits and and all these things are coming forward now because it is more accepted but on the on the flip side of that they're like well i mean People probably won't believe me anyways, so I might as well. <laughs> it's like half the things that come out of my mouth. And then all of a sudden, it's one of those things that usually when it when it has to do with like my family or friends or, or whatever, they think I'm absolutely crazy. And then that exact thing happens a few years later. Um, they just didn't believe it because it was only coming from one person, which is crazy that we don't that we're like that as humans you know my, myself included there's there's been many times i'm sure that i just couldn't wrap my mind around um shoot like even in my 20s if i would have been told or researched half the things that i do now i would have said that that everyone was crazy i would have said that there is no way that any of that exists um but I think again, once you're, and I think that's why people hit like their mid, their midlife crisis per se, and they're between their their thirties and fifties, because again, it's that energy thing. You know, if you if you think that people live to be between eighty and a hundred, you know, something, um, your forties are your midlife. So if you're talking about that energy, it's it's kind of a point it's like the it's like lunch it's, it's like your lunch break you kind of get a renewed a refreshed state in life you know you can go back to school you can do all kinds of things because your brain has a new lease on life literally and mine quite 
quite fig figuratively because, um, or quite literally, I'm sorry, because I was, I want to say 38, I think. I, I was 38 and 39 when when I had my last heart attack. So, but the time that, that I actually had a near-death experience, I was 38. Um, so I, it, it was like going back to school, you know. I tease, I tease and say that I'm like a fourth grader now as far as all of the things that I've gone back to research because, um, which makes sense, you know, like that show that came out a while, it's been years, but Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Um, and people didn't know, or, or when they looked at, at the same concepts with their adult mind, opposed to when they were, you know, in fifth grade, they saw it from a very different perspective. I believe that we are strongly influenced by upbringing and media. And in that sense, we cannot see objectively. I'm a sci-fi and mystery writer since 1986. This issue always had my interest. Sci-fi has a lot of unexplainable examples of predictions that came true. It does. Um, because I, and I think I've been studying this a lot lately because everything's already happened in the future, in the past, everything goes through cycles. Um, and I'm actually, I'm actually writing about that as well, because I, I have so many experiences with that happening. And I've always said that I, I don't believe in, in psychics in a manner that they just pull information out of, out of thin air. No, I, I think that, you know, making predictions and everything myself, I think that we're either given that information from whatever, you know, ETs, a higher power, your ancestors, spirit guides, maybe all of them. Um, I know my my messages come in many different ways, or we've already lived it now, which could be both as well, because if you believe in reincarnation, then yes, we've all already lived everything. And it's just like a soap opera. Like like my mom still watches, a, what is it? Um, not Days of Our Lives. Um, there's a, there's another one that I swear has been on since, I don't know, since I was like, can remember since the early eighties. And those people don't look like they've aged and they're now they have to like, they've already gone through every single scenario you can imagine with the characters. So they have to repeat some of those because, um, cause they run out of, out of content, you know? Um, Let's see. Say, I believe Mandy said, I believe in the paranormal, but I understand when we explain the paranormal to others, it's asking them to change their whole belief system to certain people. Yeah, yes, and and no. Um, well, there's a lot of things that, that I never understood about because seeing seeing ghosts and spirits humans are very um contradictory in our belief sy systems because seeing spirits from from the time i can remember when i was little and and remembering other lives and things like that it was very confusing to me to um for adults 
who were teaching me religion at the time, you know, different churches and, and I've explored many different religions. Um, it was very confusing for me to have adults tell me that none of these things existed. Yet here I was going to church, uh, you know, learning about the Holy Spirit and like all of these that, that, um, you know, Jesus lives forever and all of these other, other concepts. But they would tell me that I was crazy, that I saw spirits myself or that I had a past life, you know, so, so we are very, uh, there's a lot of very conflicting information out there as far as, um, as far as belief systems, I guess. Um, especially around Christmas, it was confusing to me because, you know, you hear all the songs about like the Holy Ghost, all this. And I'm like, but then I get in trouble every time I talk about seeing or talking to a ghost. Yet, I'm told to do that every Sunday. So, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's the system, I tell you. Um, I, I believe that there's literally billions upon billions of different religious belief systems because there there's as many as there are people literally because nobody has the same perception of anything ever you know um they always say like my perception of you is different than your perception of me and vice versa um which is also a weird concept you know when you when you grow up thinking that everyone thinks the same as you and everyone um sees sees the same dreams the same everything like that i i didn't even realize uh until just because i had never been around anyone that was colorblind i guess until i was in i think i was almost in high school that certain people are colorblind i'm like what does that mean does that mean they only see in black and white um and i didn't realize there were only certain spectrums that that they see in which is also relevant to to the hologram theory um or or the the fact that like animals can see in a much broader color spectrum than than humans so that's why they're much more you know like like my cat can can spot a fly halfway across the room because of the reflection of its eyes or its wings or whatever because it sees in that color spectrum whereas to me up close that well first of all i'd have to look up close because our eyes aren't as good as theirs but it would just look the fly's wings would would appear um translucent to me you know transparent but that's again it's one of those things that you have to see see to believe um in these tests, getting back to the gateway program, they uh, they said that many of their participants in these tests uh, indicated significant constructive changes in life attitudes and and overview as far as technology goes. The basics of the gateway training process are the frequency following response, FFR, and hemispheric synchronization created in the electrical patterns of the brain by the induction of specific sound pulses, both singly and binaurally. Binaurally, 
or or like aura is in your aura yes not oral <laughs> um into the human auditory system robert monroe was granted a generic patent for this method and technique in 1975 and assigned it to the institute um by blending these sound pulses it's possible to aid the individual to develop states of consciousness not ordinary ordinarily available to them evidence of this is shown in in their studies that generate a high amplitude narrow frequency waveforms uh, sweeping throughout the cortex and direct consequences of such audio signals now the reason this is alarming and fascinating for, for multiple reasons because I'm highly sensitive to, uh, back when I first got Lyme disease, um, I lost my hearing for a while, for a few weeks. Um, it's like when pe people first got COVID and you know they started losing their sense of taste and smell and everything. So when I got Lyme, I went blind uh, for, for a little while um and then another you know right after I, that got better or whatever i would go i would go with death I, I lost every one of my senses um at some point granted a lot of those can be attributed to like zinc deficiencies when you get sick or or vitamin d or whatever but um i think due to that my other senses become became much more heightened like when I couldn't see, I could hear much better. And whether it, it was because there wasn't as much scientifically or biologically, however you look at it, on a much simpler base like form, if I couldn't see, then I didn't have as much stimulation coming into my, my brain, obviously. So I could concentrate on hearing more. Therefore, it literally trained my ears to heighten their awareness. Um, so that was kind of a, a default mechanism that our bodies use. Um, you know, it's, it's like people who are born blind or deaf or, or what have you. Um, it, they're much more capable of, of very detailed sensory perception than, than most other people because they're missing one of those senses. So, um, it's an interesting, it, it's also terrifying though, because everything has a frequency, everything, whether it be a positive or a negative one, as far as the effect it has on the body. Um, and that goes for plants, animals, humans, every, every single thing. It's like when, when the Navy started doing the, um, sonar tests and experiments in the ocean and dolphins and such started ended up or started showing up um they would get e either it would kill them or they would it would change their it's almost like it, it caused brain damage you know they they would be very confused and and start acting very differently so um that's what's scary about these about frequencies because singing you know you can sing if you look at on an audio recorder when you're singing and you look at the frequencies they're pretty level but there's certain people 
when it's done right and they completely open up their vocal cords to different octave ranges, there's few people, um, you know, e even like opera singers and stuff are different. But when they open that up, that frequency jumps to a healing level, depending on 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 what type of I, I guess what type of singing they're they're going for. Um, like I I did a report on the only reason I know about this one I did a report on Mariah Carey when I was in high school and at the time only during that music genre that era of of pop singers and and such musicians um there were only a few that were still alive that had an octave range that went from a very high frequency to a very low frequency and she was one of them um whitney houston was another one um more recently adele gosh there's like michael jackson prince a lot of those that had a very wide range of vibrations that they could they could emit sorry that was something behind me <laughs> um so bees can see 12 different colors including deep and ultraviolet humans can only see three colors huh interesting and i assume the three that humans can see are the red blue and green rpg there's some people which is absolutely fascinating that can can that see music in color um another weird thing after my my dear death experience uh my last one anyways i started seeing rainbows everywhere so i wonder if it's the same if it was like damage to my um what it what would it be it'd be like the front frontal lobe of my brain like the um i don't remember what it's called but because i would see objects everyday objects um it, it, i and which i've seen you know i was i'm able to see people's auras when i when I try, when I when I concentrate on that, but I'm talking about during that time. I saw rainbows on like on plants, on on animals, on many different things, many different. And there there and then there were like there were like these negative rainbows. I don't know how to explain that, but it was different. It was almost like a different color chart um, on things that were toxic. I would see rainbows as well. Um, so certain machinery certain um certain like polluted water or oil or something um i i saw different i guess different color variations in in rainbows on things um but that's what a lot of this um this gateway program that's that's what a lot of it was doing and it's basically admitting admitting that obviously all of these things that we've been arguing whether they exist or not um whether even regardless of whether it's simulation or not it, it's basically stating that 
in their 1,932 participants and over 3,000 tests, that all of these things exist in our reality. Well, see, I would, I would argue, question, are you sure you didn't see the auras? Yes, yes. As I said, I, before that, before my, that last near-death experience, I was able to see auras in people and animals and things sometimes, but this was very different. It was like a, it was like there, it, it was, it was their vibrational frequency, but in color, if that makes sense. I, I don't know how to explain it. Um, it was very different, but it also, if that's the case, the argument that um, water, air, uh, any of the elements, metals, rocks, things like that, have an actual living energy has been around forever, uh, which goes back, obviously, I'm pagan, that does go back to my roots. I've, I've you know, gone back as far as in my communication with, with my ancestors, like 30,000 years to the paleo tribes of the Southwest. And their belief system was animistic, which, which believed that anything that comes from the earth or from the universe for that matter, can have a living vibrational frequency. Which that makes sense because car, you know, machinery that's made out of metal or um, houses and things that are made out of wood and concrete, that's stone, um, that would still hold an energy. And that's why this is the study so important because that means that this would prove, even for like all the paranormal investigators who have had the thing for a very long time, that houses themselves can be haunted as I mean the actual foundation of the house which I've always agreed with I'm like of course it can because it's made out of it's made out of things that come from the it's made out of the elements that come from the earth especially older houses you know that's that's wood and that's that holds energy that holds a vibration I know I feel like I'm <laughs> and so I started researching so much about Helen Keller in this in this series because it's literally how everything communicates. Everything is made up of waves mostly. Yes, absolutely. Um, which is funny. I almost made that my my thumbnail for this uh, for this this show. I was going to title that "The Waves of Change," um, but it's. It, I also found in research with, with paranormal that it like water, I was attacked by water once and nobody believed that concept. They're like, well, no, it was probably something in the water that was haunted. It was, it was this, it was that, whatever. No. It, and maybe this comes from my own belief system as far as, you know, my like native or Celt background or, or African, um, that, it's like people, well, with with anything, with waves, um, you talk about that. It With water, with the ocean, when I, I mentioned um, 
you know, the Navy doing the experiments with um, ultrasonic um, different testing and experiments with that, which can be very, very harmful. Um, and different theories of, of multiple countries or people or scientists or whoever doing um, experiments to manipulate the weather or water, like the water, like the fracking or digging for oil, th things like these. Um, I've always said that nothing in this world likes to be manipulated, nothing. I don't care what it is. And so I, I honor all of the elements in, in that manner. So when I go into the forest, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to, I, I'm not, that's, that's the forest home. You know, I'm not going to destroy them. I'm, I'm going to be respectful. It's just like going into anybody's house. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to walk in and start putting holes in the wall and, you know, get mud all over the floor and things like that. So why would you do that to all of nature or, or rivers or the ocean or whatever? But I think that's literally how these things, plus water absorbs, you know, it's, it's, people and animals and everything else and plants have these energies so so that obviously um electromagnetic fields things like that that reacts to water and and so water can be heal very very healing or i think it can be very harmful too you know if you don't respect it um so yes there are so many studies so many theories especially in other countries of water absorbing the negative energy of say an entire family or town or what have you you know maybe if something really bad happens somewhere and there's there's all of a sudden there's fog or something that would travel right and that that would be carried to other places and it would pick up that negative energy. Humans are made up of mostly water. So that's why it's so easy for us. That's why you hear of so many empaths now. We've That's been around forever, literally. It's just, you know, more recently that we started, I guess, labeling these things. Um, but but that's how humans become possessed. Water can be possessed too. I've, I've mentioned that numerous times. If you're in a haunted location or one where, I mean, every location's haunted technically, I guess. Um, some just have more history, more energy that's been through there than others. But if, you, if there's a very bad energy and you want to move that or relocate it because energy never dissipates, then you can literally use a jar of water and and call that energy to the water. It's like a magnet. So the same concept, you know, with, with the forest. And people say, well, I, I think it's the, the forest. Um, they, they blame cryptids. They say maybe it's the fairies or the gnomes or the, you know, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whoever that's doing these things with the actual trees. But they never thought of the concept of the trees themselves holding an energy, um, which to me, you know, and, and, and again, I don't judge anybody's beliefs. This is just how I believe, but trees have, are, have roots that are closer to 
the source than anything else in the world. So obviously I think that they would have more of that energy and absolutely be able to communicate. Yes, we are mostly <laughs> and part of the global water cycle. And it is such a crazy thing to me when people are like, oh no, like that doesn't, you know, you should eat fish from the Atlantic because they're, they're treated, or the, excuse me, the Pacific because they don't have as many, as much pollution or they're, they don't have, um, they're treated better or whatever. Okay. I hope everyone knows that all the water in this world runs together, right? I, I mean, eventually. <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, it's, it's funny to me because, it, and I, I explained that they, they had this whole thing at the zoo here last year. <clears throat> I explained to my daughter, excuse me, because she, uh, they had this exhibit that explained how Missouri and Kansas, um, you know, the river runs right, right between them all the way down to the Gulf. Um, and how the effects of fertilizers and pesticides and everything else from crops here, even though we don't have, you know, any major bodies of water in the Midwest, um, it does affect the ocean because anything that is dumped here, anything that um, is run run off from from the crops, especially we we do have a lot of floods and such, um, it goes straight to the river, which goes straight to the ocean. So obviously that affects everything else. I've used the same concept with fire and and water as far as like witches being burned. I'm like, well, all that did that spread their ashes, if you drown someone, okay, well, it's going to spread, you know, they're still consecrated because it spreads part of their being even, even more places than, than it otherwise would have been just burying them. So, um, it, all of the elements literally go transfer everywhere in the world. Air, obviously the wind can travel from here to to the other side of the world, um, that's been proven many times, many many times through sandstorms and fires and everything else. Um, so I think we just don't, you know that that's the thing with with scientists. A lot of times, put. make things very difficult for the average person to to understand. And I'm not saying average as in as an unintelligent at all. I'm saying if you're not a specialist in that field, then you might not understand the terminology or what something's what something's called or whatever what have you. But if you're a giant child like me and you need things broken down in simpler terms, as far as being able to picture the actual concept, then I, I think that's where the con conflict comes from on on basic human understanding of many of these these concepts. Um, so so I think that uh, going back just just in case, I was I was going to say an interesting thing I took pictures of of some bumblebees at a sunflower um 
a sunflower farm. Uh, I it was last year, it was last fall. I and I specifically, it was in a very quiet location. There was no external noise pollution as far as um, traffic or or anything like that. It was on an overcast day, and I took a very close up uh, video of some bees, some some bumblebees, um, on the sunflowers. And when I played it back, when I relayed those videos, I couldn't audibly hear these things with my, you know, while I was there with my my ears. And I have really good hearing again. But when I played it back, there's a very distinct sound frequency, even without adjusting the volume or anything else, just by, you know, putting on headphones or whatever and playing it back, there's a there was a very distinct frequency and it's not even like the buzzing or the humming of the bee it fluctuated differently based on its interactions with the flower its interaction with the other bees some of those sounds were coming from the flower for that matter and that's been proven in science as well right whatever we eat drink or eat enters our blood and we don't want it to be filthy the oceans and rivers however are the planet's blood that all life form depends on, right? Which makes no sense to me why we just constantly dump things into it. I mean, it's no different though than than humans. You know, when you think about, uh, again, I'm not criticizing anybody. I fall off that wagon of eating processed food and junks and sweets and everything else all the time, but the same concept with it's it's like it's like vehicles you know it's it's the same thing like you don't want it, it you have to you have to have an air filter you have to have an oil filter you have to have um you know if you get bad gas in your fuel tank then that could literally blow the engine eventually it wears it down you have to keep up maintenance on those things just like your body and just like we should the earth i'm surprised you know that with the state of the earth now and and all of the you know the harmful gases um based on on every, everything literally based on um you know, just waste and pollution and crop, not just, um, not just those like negative things, but also the, um, you know, farming and cattle farms and um, chickens and everything else that put out the harmful, harmful gases into the ozone, but which, uh, Again, I mean, yes, we, we need those things. But a lot of people misinterpret in the spiritual community. They think, especially if they're getting messages from, from extraterrestrials, per se, they told me for a very long time, you know, start eating more plant-centered, a, a more plant-centered diet. Start. The reason for that isn't necessarily based on the belief of of we shouldn't kill animals or, or, or vice versa. But it, it's more so the fact to give, um, give the ozone a break. You know, it's not, 
because if there were more vegans, obviously, um, then we wouldn't have as much of a problem with with the gases. But but again, I'm I'm not a vegan, so I'm not I'm not trying to. You know, I'm just trying to to make people aware of multiple different perspectives as far as that goes. And um, I did a one of my science projects when I was in like third grade, no, fourth grade maybe, was on the greenhouse effect. Um, and and it's something that you know we always think, well, there's things happening now that our parents said back then, oh, not in our lifetime, that won't happen in our lifetime. But we shouldn't have that, that, like we shouldn't make those statements for that matter. Because if it's not in our lifetime, it's gonna be in our future ancestors' lifetimes and we should care about that. You know, we absolutely should because that contributes to the human race and how long we actually survive on this planet before we go extinct, which at this, at this rate, we're already at a point of no return almost, you know, and we have been since like the seventies. So, which makes you wonder when they started putting these plans in effect and doing these experiments with holograms and everything else, I'm sure at the point that we knew that we were almost at a point of no return as far as uh, human reproduction and, and continued existence, I'm sure they knew about it way before we did as far as their, you know, tests and statistics and everything else. So if that's the case, then it makes sense why they started doing these studies way back then and why there's people like, um, was it Vivos, the, the group that does, uh, stores DNA, um, in other countries that it's secret locations that is not accessed by the government, things like that. That's basically, uh, you know, a Noah's Ark. Oh, again, that concept had to come from somewhere, right? Um, and I've been a vegan for 15 years. Oh, a porcupine. Oh, my goodness. I've, I've never tried a porcupine. I'm not. So the only reason I'm not a vegan yet, and I, I don't eat that much meat, but um, when I got really sick, uh, you know, I started studying different blood type diets and people are, are much like like animals um, as far as as that goes. You know, there's there's like the herbivores and the carnivores and and certain blood types require and process protein differently. I couldn't sustain, if, if I'm sick, I can't live off of a plant-based diet because there would be no way for my body to get enough protein, even with supplements and supplements to my specific, um, there's, oh gosh, there's so many things that come with, um, immune defici deficiency um, or immune suppressant um, illnesses that, you know, like su synthetic su supplements, I react to opposite um, most people. So, so there's things, there's reasons, you know, I am trying to gravitate towards, towards veganism, but um, I have not. And when I grew up in the mountains, I did eat, you know, 
we ate um, squirrels when we would go um, cut wood and things like that. And no, I'm not talking about the city squirrel you see. These were like giant forest squirrels, like black squirrels and stuff. Um, but, and then in the south, of course, um, down the swamp by, by where I lived, most, they had these little general stores and all they had were um snake and and rabbit and they even had you know alligator and coon and possum and things like that and so that's not we don't use that's the problem we don't utilize everything we have and so when people are saying there's a grocery shortage and and everything's getting more expensive and everything i'm like are you kidding me you could go in your backyard and find so many things to eat not just not just animal like or not just plants that are you know things that we destroy every day you know there's so many healing herbs and wildflowers and things like that what people consider weeds um slugs snails like you could you could technically eat many worms many things um to survive off of and and for that matter i'm actually starting um for anybody that's interested in the new year, it, I will, uh, well, it might be January 2nd because January 1st is New Year's, but Janu in January, I am premiering. I have a whole, I don't know, because people have asked me so many times, um, fitness slash uh, clean eating slash um, like do-it-yourself type uh, channel and recipes and, and things that I'm coming, I'm, I'm going to be putting out because there's so many things that I didn't realize that, like I said, I, I thought growing up um, in the woods, you know, I thought it was normal um, until I was around other people and <laughs> realized that n not everybody knows how to make their own, you know, fuel or, or, even simple things like dishwasher detergent, things like that. I didn't realize that that's not um, taught anymore in a lot of places. So um, that will be coming out. <laughs> that will be coming out on my other my other YouTube channel in January. So be looking for that. Um, oh wow. My ex couldn't eat meat. She likes an enzyme, so she can't break down animal. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people like that. Meat is so poisonous to her that she can die from eating a slice of bacon. Wow. Um, it's has she heard of the MTHFR um, factor gene factor? I call it the mother effer because it is. That's what it is. And there's certain people that are born with that, um, which I just, I didn't even know about. I had no idea that this existed until I was interviewed by Jen, Reverend Jen Moore. Um, she was actually on my show um, a couple months ago. She was on my show twice. Um, she does uh, the empathic mastery and EFT tapping and amazing person. Um, that interview will be coming out in the spring, I believe, on her channel. But um, 
while we were talking, she asked me if I had ever heard of that since I'm a Chimera and have, you know, have had all these different audio, autoimmune um, issues as far as like Hashimoto's and Lyme disease and, and um, hypothyroidism and, and all the, and no, I'm not, I'm not just a hypochondriac. I didn't even know half of those things existed. So um, until a doctor told me, and I don't really go to traditional doctors much anymore, if ever, but um, I'm not, now don't somebody go turn me in and say that I'm, no, I'm not suggesting that. I am not a doctor. Do not, you know, make sure you, you check with your doctor on anything. Um, I'm saying from my personal um, experience and beliefs, I had to learn to heal myself. And I think that's the problem is that we've become so codependent on this system. The system that everyone both it's like a love-hate relationship like we loathe it but we're so dependent upon it like we don't even know how to make our own food anymore we don't know how to you know and it's we we it's all of our faults we can't point the finger at anyone we've allowed this to happen you know i was about to say i was about to say they don't teach this in schools anymore but then i thought no that's okay well that's why I started teaching my own children these concepts. That's why my parents taught me how to do certain things myself. But a lot of people can't, it is getting harder, you know, even as a single parent, it's hard for me to teach my kids a lot of things um, that my parents taught me because I don't have as much time because things are more expensive. You know what I mean? Like housing is more expensive and gas and everything. So um, it's, it's a double-edged sword on that, but as far as being, um, much more, I, I'm trying to become much more dependent or much more dependent, much more independent from the system of these things, you know, because if I don't have, if you all knew how much more, how much healthier and less expensive and easy these things are to make yourself or to do yourself, you would be like, why wasn't I doing that all along? You know, and, and a lot of these things I've adapted to doing kind of by default because I did get sick, but it took me getting sick and dying and dying. Don't say, oh, you know, you have it easy because you're a trainer and blah, blah, blah. No, I became a trainer to heal myself. I became a trainer by default and, and studied nutrition and herbal nutrition and everything else because doctors said there's nothing else they could do for me that I was going to die. So you have to make that choice. Like you have to decide, okay, are you going to live the way someone else tells you to live and base your survival on that, on farm? Even recently, pharmacies, um, my therapist said that they don't have, people aren't getting medicine because there aren't enough pharmacists. Okay, well, nobody thought about that. I mean, yes, we have a shortage of doctors and nurses, but nobody thought, oh, well, what happens when there aren't pharmacies? Where are you going to get your medicine from? So that's why you can't depend. What if there's, you know, if you've ever been in an area, there's a natural disaster. I've lived in plenty of places where there's been like uh, an ice storm or a snowstorm and everything shuts down for weeks. And I mean weeks because nobody can access these places. So um, she 
she's very much into the research behind her illness. See, it's, and, and I struggle with this because I absolutely, absolutely love animals. Um, so again, I, I only eat meat for the most part, if I know where it came from and how it was raised. Um, and there's many reasons for this because I, I've talked about this with the extraterrestrials. Some of them are absolutely carnivores and will eat us one day. But, but it's the same concept. Like, if we're being harvested for food, for something, whether it be for um, the plants or um, ETs or whatever, uh, I mean, they still want us to have, well, some, some of us, they, they still, you know, want their ca cattle to have good lives, you know, even though they know at the end of the day they're going to eat them. Um, that doesn't mean they're going to mistreat <laughs> treat us along the way to an extent. Some do. Um, the same with plants. I've also been, been questioned that why I'm not vegetarian or vegan. Um, I have a very, very strong connection to plants. I, I started communicating with them after, after that last heart attack. And who's to say that plants don't feel any more or less than animals? You know, why? At what point, at what, I've been studying, and now you talk about, um, oh, it's 441 in Denmark. Um, again, over the last year, I looked at my sleep record, how, how many hours of sleep I get on average. I get four hours of sleep on average for the entire year, which is crazy. Like I need way more, well, you think I need more rest than that. But what I started doing when I talk about not harming plants or animals or, or people or anything else, neuro-linguistic research, um, which I'm still in the process of studying and going through, um, you can program your mind to do miraculous things. You could program your mind to go without water because what it would do is it would store it differently. It would, you, you could literally, we would be prepared for almost any, any situation on, on earth. If we actually use the other part of our brain that we, we haven't been, you know, you could program your brain to do more healing in, in less amount of time or vice versa. Like you could, you could program your brain to speed up your metabolism or slow it down or your heart rate or anything, biofeedback. It's been, the concept's been around since Egyptian times. Um, so I think, you know, at, at the same time, it's a circle of life. Everything has its place. Everything. Um, all the way down to to the tiny um, microbes and, and, you know, bacteria and every, everything has its place. Everything has a purpose. Everything does something. The difference is humans are probably the only thing on this entire planet, if not the universe, that are so egotistical to think that we're the only ones that matter. 
you know, so the next time you walk through the forest, um, or anywhere for that matter, think about where you're stepping. Think about where you're stepping. Are you stepping on a plant? Are you stepping on an anthill? Are you mindlessly, you know, you might have destroyed an entire village for that matter of little, the, the, the some bug or, or plant species lived in. You could have just taken out their entire town and you didn't even know it. And you didn't even care. You didn't even look back. So let, let that be, <laughs> let that be your mission in, uh, I guess in, in 2023, watch where you step. And on that note, thank you all for, for tuning in. Thank you all for listening. Um, I do hope to make a trip. Um, not only quite a few, I, I want to do a lot more traveling in the new year. So I do, I do hope to make a trip to New Orleans, um, soon. And, um, if any of you have any suggestions on, on where I should go or what I should do, um, you know, I haven't been back there in probably like 300 years, maybe more, I think 480 something. So, um, let me know. Uh, let me know what, what's uh, what's changed since then. I guess. Um, thank you to Carnation for sponsoring me. And again, if you um, missed any part of this, we we do re-upload. I don't know if a lot of you realize this, but um, I'm going to get better about putting these things in the comments. Um, but we do re-upload on um, gosh, SoundCloud, Spreaker, um, Podbean. Um, Amazon Music now, um, all of your your Apple Music, um, as well as my YouTube channel um, and Facebook group and page, I guess. So I am going to I'm gonna have some musical guests in the near future back on, um, and again my from. Um, the Monroe Research, or the Monroe Institute of Applied Sciences, and um, their research with the CIA in these various different, the Gateway Program, um, which the East Coast was uh, Faber, Virginia, and the West Coast was San Francisco. Um, you can see so much about their different sessions, so much about their, um, they provide different links and such for their participants and what happened to them during these in their higher consciousness. They even give tips on how to astral project, which is very interesting. Um, so you can go see all of that on the CIA.gov website under the um, Freedom of Information Act. And there's some other really interesting things on that website so i do highly suggest visiting that again if you're you're afraid to on your own computer go to a library or somewhere i don't know make sure you get to that other than that everyone have a good week have a safe week and we will see you next time on the missing piece thank you good night